0: Hello everyone, I hope you're well. Welcome back to Space to Learn. I'm Lucy Woodward and this podcast is all about creating that space for yourself and for others to learn about this amazing world that we live in and to kind of focus more on looking inwards as well as outwards and to find where we can make the most positive changes. So it's kind of a self-development, self-improvement kind of podcast and I am a university student at the University of Nottingham. So obviously that plays into it quite significantly talk about um student lifestyle and the guests that I have on the podcast are generally around my age and students and things like that. So yeah, last week I had my housemate Matt on the podcast. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, then it was a really fun one and it was a really good one to record. I really enjoyed it. And because last week's was a guest episode, it feels like literally ages since I've sat down at the mic on my own and recorded an episode. I feel like it's been a very, very busy two weeks for me and yeah just seems like I haven't sat down in a, in a long while um, even though it's only been like two weeks. Just as a little bit of an overview I have like probably started all my uni courses again so back into the full swing of lectures and everything like that, coursework etc so it's been pretty busy. Also started a French module this term which has been really cool so far obviously it's all online which is not ideal but it's still pretty good given the circumstances and it's it's quite cool to meet new people like even through the screen and just to force myself to pick up my French again because I don't want to lose it basically um so yeah that's been good i've also started writing for impact magazine which has been really cool i have um one article up already which has been published on in impact magazine which is really exciting and it was all about um pete the little known climate superhero um, which is what I called it basically about peatlands and the fact that they are an amazing carbon storage tool an amazing natural ecosystem that sequester a lot of carbon dioxide into the soil rather than it being in the air so yeah I if you want to read that then I'll leave it in the description but that was really really exciting having something published I've been wanting to get into writing more for a while and so actually taking the step and doing it was really cool credit to my amazing friend rosie who has been writing for impact since uh like the start of second year so since september and um, rosie's like one of my oldest friends i've mentioned her before on the podcast but she wrote an article herself on how you can get involved with impact and then i read that obviously and then it kind of went from there so thank you very much rosie if you're listening because it's been really good fun I finished writing another article this morning so that should be up soon but yeah, really cool opportunities and like given the fact that it's a lockdown, I'm just pretty grateful for having new things to do like French and and writing science articles for Impact magazine. It's the uni's magazine if I didn't say that already. So yeah, that's been pretty cool. Other things in my life, I think I'm going to do my weekly favourite kind of thing that I normally do at the end, at the start just to give a bit of an update yeah my first favorite has been the book outliers by malcolm gladwell it's really good it's about um like the science behind success and kind of the myths surrounding that he gives a lot of examples of successful people throughout predominantly like the 20th 21st century quite a good read pretty interesting the main thing i've taken away so far is the 10000 hour rule which basically means that in order to be good at something, you have to practice at it and work at it for 10,000 hours, which is an awful lot, I know, but it's kind of reassuring to think that anyone who is successful at anything, yeah, they have skill and talent, but there is a huge amount of hard work that goes into it, and no one just gets, like, handed stuff on a plate. I've also been really, really loving Discovery of Witches. Me and my housemate Freya have been watching it, and I really like it it's kind of a bit like twilight um if you're not into that sort of thing maybe give it a miss but yeah it's it's really good and i've also been really loving two um great podcasts the first is scout podcast it's really cool her episodes are about like 12 to 15 minutes in general so little bite-sized chunks and i've been putting them on in the morning just as i've like got out the shower just getting changed and stuff so it's a good length for that and just really inspirational and cool little um podcast so I would recommend that it's called scout because her name is scout um and the second podcast is growing with the flow by nana florence i'm a big fan of her i think she's great she has a lot of emphasis on sustainability and uh, she's a university student at the university of edinburgh And just her videos in general are gorgeous and really relatable and therapeutic to watch. So I'm a big fan of those. But her podcast has started fairly recently and it's just it's great. I'm a massive fan of it and it's a lovely thing to listen to every Monday. So, yeah, that's been a good one. And also I've been really enjoying running again. I think this is quite a standard one for me. But one of my amazing friends aiden is fundraising for the multiple sclerosis society that's a bit of a mouthful <laughs> um uh, so yeah it's really close to his heart and so he and like a bunch of us are trying to raise some money for the multiple sclerosis society by doing a load of running in february and trying to get to five thousand five thousand not 5, 000, 500 miles that's our target and any donations would be really really appreciated by aiden and the rest of us and his family so I'll, li- I'll leave that link below as well okay that's it for the intro today i'm going to be talking about time management making the best use of your time trying not to burn out but also being productive giving yourselves breaks all about productivity and organisation and kind of using planning your time as a tool to reduce stress rather than like making things more stressful than they need to be. So I'm going to go through a couple of like key ideas around time management that I've learned that I think can be really helpful. And then I'm going to go into some like more practical tips. I made a note to myself to make sure I say at the start that this is definitely not about being more busy and being more productive and getting loads more done in a day it's not about that i think at the moment like mental health and to be honest always but mental health is the number one priority and for me managing my time helps me to reduce stress so like planning things out etc helps me to feel less stressed and less overwhelmed by the things i have to do and the things i want to do as well um but if you find it stressful and you try some of these things out maybe and it doesn't work for you then just it's not worth the stress to to kind of keep going at it just bin it don't don't listen to me um so if planning helps you then keep it but if you find it more stressful then just just bin it cuz not everyone is a planner and people work in different ways and people are people have different systems and things like I definitely work best in the morning but other people work best in the evening or in the afternoon etc so yeah just apply it to your own life and try and fit things in where you can but just yeah take it take the advice with a pinch of salt I guess and try to see how it can fit to your schedule and your life and your situation rather than just like taking it um, as exactly as like as I'm saying. So hope that little disclaimer helps, and let's get into it. The first concept that I want to introduce is Parkinson's law, which basically says that work expands to fill the time available for its completion. Essentially, if you have a deadline when something needs to get done, you will get it done by that deadline. But if you, if that deadline is maybe in like a few weeks or a few months, then you are gonna put off that task and it is gonna expand to fill like all of the weeks or months that you have to do it and if there's no deadline then it implies that it never gets done so this is a big one because it can really help to reduce procrastination and to make you kind of realize how much time you're spending on a given task and to only allow that amount of time for its completion rather than just setting um, like deadlines that are way too far in advance meaning you have like way more time than you need to do it and so you waste time and you procrastinate and maybe you start like scrolling through instagram while you're doing it and multitasking etc so in short it's the idea that when you have less time to do something it inevitably becomes higher on your priorities list and it's more urgent and you need to get it done so you will get it done and a way you can apply this is if you know something can be completed in a day then give yourself a day to finish it. Don't give yourself a week, don't give yourself a month. If you can do it in a day, then set yourself a day to do it. A good example for this is you have a assignment to do, maybe it's an essay that you've been given a month to complete. You know that maybe it's gonna take like three days to do the research for it and then a day to plan it, potentially like five days to write the essay. The numbers might change, but you get the idea so potentially it's going to take nine days to do it but you've got a whole month to get this essay done you're going to leave this task until the last nine days to get it done like that's how the law works basically like students are going to take as long as they can to finish an assignment and maybe even if you get it all written you're then going to spend time checking over it and just like re-jigging things around and making changes that aren't really very necessary just until the deadline arrives. Um, Similarly, you may be like some building work on a house or something and the builder gives you a deadline of when it's going to get done. It's never going to be finished before that deadline. They're going to take as long as they can to complete that task if that's the allotted time that they've been given, um, even if it could potentially be done in far less time than that. There's been loads of studies on this. Um, What they found is that when people are given extra time than they actually need to complete a task, they will generally take advantage of that time, even if they don't really need it. It doesn't actually lead to any better results, or any better performance on the task. So a way that you can actually use this to your benefit is by kind of working out how much time something's going to take, and then setting yourself like an artificial deadline creating a time constraint beyond the like one that you've been given or the one that you potentially said to yourself originally and basically making deadlines for yourself will enable you to stop procrastinating and just be more productive and focused on that task while you're doing it and there's going to be some adjustment in this maybe maybe you actually do need more time than you originally thought to finish your work Um, in which case you can extend your deadline by a reasonable amount or maybe you need less time than you originally thought so you should reduce the amount of time that you need to avoid your work just dragging on and on and on. For me it's really important to kind of set an end date of my day so generally I won't really work past like six o'clock sometimes it's like five or whatever but once I've like had dinner that's pretty much me done for the day in terms of work I don't really like to be working late into the evenings especially considering the fact that we're all at home like all the time. So if I filled all my time with working then I wouldn't wouldn't really have any any break and I do like work quite a bit in the morning as well. Obviously like I said at the start if you work best in the evening then maybe set aside some other time in the day when you're when you're not busy doing uni work or anything else yeah setting that like end point in my day means i'm more focused and productive while i'm actually working in the day because i know that like i have a finite amount of time to get it done if that makes sense hopefully that was helpful if you do a little google of parkinson's law then i'm sure there'll be many many more resources if you'd have a look at um, but that's just a little overview try and schedule a set amount of time for a certain task try it out and have some common sense with it and like fiddle around with it a bit but generally the rule is that work expands to fill the time that you have allotted to it the second concept that i wanted to touch on is called the two minute rule and it's very straightforward basically if something takes less than two minutes do it now if something is going to take longer than two minutes schedule it into your day this basically just creates less clutter and removes the unnecessary stuff that's on your to-do list because you've already got it done maybe you need to take the bins out and realistically that's going to take less than two minutes you just have to put your shoes on get the bins put them outside or like take the bins to wherever they need to be put but yeah it's it's going to take less than two minutes and if that's something that you need to get done today then just do it now it's, it's really not worth the the space that it's taking up in your brain as much as anything else to have that little like niggling feeling at the back of your head, thinking that there's something that you need to get done. Maybe you've got to reply to someone's text message or reply to an email and you know that it's not going to take that long, but you're just kind of putting it off for one reason or another it is so much more beneficial to you to just get it done now and not to have it stressing you out subconsciously and just have that extra brain clutter that is like taking up too much room that could be used for a much better use. It can also reduce like physical clutter, like I said, taking the bins out or maybe making your bed or anything like that, just tidying up. Um, It could be, could be useful for that as well that honestly has such a big impact for me. When I have a clean and tidy space, I just feel so much more relaxed and so much more focused on whatever else is going on. Um, so yeah, if if you've got a messy room then take this as a little sign to have a little tidy. did not have to be a full clean obviously, just put some things away maybe. You get the idea. I'll link the video that I was watching on this in the show notes. It's by a guy called Struthless who is really funny to be honest and he does like self-help things but he's just quite a like down to earth, um, really approachable kind of character I think I would describe him as. And yeah, he has some great advice on there. His video was called Advice for Serial Procrastinators The Two Minute Rule. It's definitely a tool to reduce procrastination. If you're prone to that then definitely try it out. This kind of just creates like a bias towards action rather than inaction. It just tips the scales more in that direction and means that when you've like got that momentum of doing little tasks, you're then going to have more motivation and more focus for the bigger things in your day that are going to take up more of your time. Moving on from this, we have the 80-20 principle. This one has taken me a while to get my head around, I won't lie. So hopefully I do a reasonable job at explaining it. But it essentially means that 80% of the results from any task, any task, any project, etc., 80% of those results are coming from 20% of your efforts. A couple of little examples to illustrate the point. If there is maybe like a fundraiser, someone's raising some money, Um, 80% of the donations, like 80% of the total amount of money, are coming from 20% of the donors. Similarly, um, it's been proven that 80% of the world's income comes from the richest 20% of the world's population. It's the same in sports. It's kind of been shown that... 80% of the results of a team come from 20% of the players, and this is applied to so, so many different situations. Maybe it's like a YouTube channel or something, or a podcast. 80% of the views are coming from generally 20% of the episodes. So yeah, it can really, really be applied to so many different things. It can also be applied in reverse. So 80% of the value that you're getting from something is coming from maybe 20% of the thing that you're reading. For example, like if you're reading a book, 80% of the value is coming from 20% of the pages and 20% of your clothes are worn 80% of the time, for example. So it works both ways and so it's a really useful tool for working out which is the most important part of a task and focusing on that to get 80% of the results from that. And then once you've got that 80%, you're then spending a lot a lot of time on something that is only generating a little bit of of like result from it. Hopefully that made sense. It's also called the Pareto principle. So if you want to Google either Pareto Principle or 8020 rule, then I'm sure you'll find a lot more resources. It's mentioned in quite a lot of like videos and things so you might have come across it before you can apply it to relationships as well so like stepping aside from the time management stuff for a second um maybe like take a look at the people around you and it's probably true that 20% of your friends or colleagues or um family etc give you 80% of the like fulfillment and support and stuff that you need um so it's worth, like, it's worth um, just, I don't know, being mindful that the people that are closest to you are actually making you the happiest. Like, they're they're contributing the most to your overall happiness. They are that 80% of your happiness from those 20% of people in your life. Same with um, your work. You can kind of ask yourself the question, what do I really want to be spending my time doing? And what 20% of my work is producing 80% of the results. I've just thought of this one but it's probably true as well that 80% of your memories and like your best experiences have come from 20% of your life experiences. Um, So yeah I think there's so so many things that this can be applied to but in terms of time management it can really just help you to think about what you're spending your time on and whether you are spending your time on the things that are genuinely important and making a difference rather than just like miscellaneous tasks and stuff that's not actually getting you anywhere the last little um concept that i'm going to talk about is called the eisenhower matrix essentially it's a little two by two grid you have like two columns and two rows and this little two by two grid can be used for working out which tasks are urgent and which tasks are important and which are either one or the other or neither. And this just helps to like prioritize what you need to do first, what you need to focus your energy on, and what you need to get rid of to kind of become more productive and to get the things done that you want to get done. So you have along the top you have urgent and not urgent in the two columns and then the rows you have important and not important it's really hard to describe this without a little picture because i'm looking at a picture now but maybe google eisenhower matrix and then hopefully you'll be on the same page um but yeah the first box which is urgent and important means do it now like this is something that you need to do today it's urgent and important and this is like quite a big thing that you need to get done Um, Maybe there's like some kind of emergency or like a deadline that's coming up really soon and you need to actually get something done for it. The second box is not urgent and important. So these are important things that maybe it's things like you've always wanted to write a book. That's not really an urgent thing to do, but it is important to you. So you want to kind of do it in your life. Uh, maybe it's like exercising that's important but not necessarily an urgent thing that you need to get done Um, so these tasks involve scheduling and you need to kind of plan some time into your day to get these things done because they are important to you but unless you actually make time to do them then chances are they're not going to get done because like i was saying earlier with the um, parkinson's law if you've not got a deadline for it then chances are it's not going to be completed. Um, so yeah, that's the second little box. The third box is urgent, but not important. And these tasks is where you need to delegate to other people um, and maybe you're part of a team. Like they might not be important to you, but to someone else they might be an important task that needs to get done or just that that kind of idea. Um, these are tasks you need to delegate to others. Maybe it's like calls or emails or stuff like that. Obviously, you can't always do this. I think these are kind of more applicable for people who are like in businesses or have PAs, that kind of thing. But I think it's still worth like using, maybe if you're a student, because things like emails or uh, replying to people, they can all kind of be grouped into one thing and then maybe do them all at one time. That could potentially help. And the final box is not urgent and not important. The things that maybe we think we have to do but really we don't and they're just time wasters. So these tasks are the ones that you need to eliminate and get rid of. So a little thing that you could do is make yourself a two by two grid and try and think about which tasks in your day would go in each box. Maybe if you've got like a a project with a close deadline that's going to go in the urgent and important box maybe there's a new opportunity things like for me that would be like writing for impact or um, doing french or doing the podcast etc they're important to me but not necessarily urgent so have to schedule them in my day uh, maybe it's like a a dinner with a friend or with a loved one etc a call like calling home they are important things so schedule some time for them um, and then the other two like fairly self-explanatory but yeah worth just kind of assessing your own day and seeing what goes where and if you've been giving more time to things that are just urgent rather than actually important then worth like re-evaluating that I guess that's all the concepts that I want to talk about I've got a few little um, tips and tricks for productivity and time management etc I really learnt the value of time management while I was in sixth form. I was doing four A-levels and had like a ball and I had a job as a swimming teacher as well. Um, so it was a skill that I had to pick up pretty quickly <laughs> because A-levels are stressful, like side note, anyone who's doing A-levels at the moment I feel for you so much because it just must be so stressful like not knowing when you're going to go back to school or not knowing what you well I guess you do know what your exams are like now but oh it would just be very very stressful for me if you're in that position then you're doing amazing I'm sure so cut yourself some slack but anyway um I think that if you are like generally a kind of busy person and you have lots to do then time management is a really really useful skill to have and it's useful not really to boost productivity and not to increase the amount of things that you can get done in a day but to improve your efficiency at doing the things that you need to get done so that it gives you more time to do other things like things for fun rather than more time to cram in more work and I really have to tell myself this sometimes like if I've finished everything I need to get done for a day then like that's the end of the day you don't need to Fill up your to-do list with more things after you've got everything else done. Like, that's that's not healthy. Just like, draw a line once you've got everything done is something I have been trying to work on. And also, like, after a certain point, your brain is not really processing the new information in a useful way anyway, so there is no point in working all hours of the day is something I would uh, just want to put out there. And time management doesn't have to be all about work either. Like it can be about scheduling in time for the things like calling home or spending time with friends and making sure that you have the things that you need to get done, like done, so that you can spend time doing the things that you love and the things that you enjoy. Maybe it's mindfulness, like practicing yoga, I make time for that because I know it's important to me. A few little practical tips to finish off. I really recommend working from a calendar, not a to-do list. Or if you like having a to-do list, make some deadlines for yourself and maybe planning like certain things for each day. That can be pretty helpful. Um, personally, I am a big fan of Google Calendar paired with Notion. Notion's amazing. I l- use it for literally everything, like episode planning, for French, for lecture notes, for meal planning for like random notes about like just ideas and things that pop into my head it's great honestly if you haven't if you haven't got notion then would really really recommend that but what i have is a page on notion which is like my ongoing weekly to-do list just have each day of the week and below it is a little set up to-do list um fits on like one page really nicely and just gives me a bit of an overview of my week I can really, really easily click and hold and drag things around. So if I don't get something done or I need to bring something forward, that's really easy to do. Definitely an advantage of digital. Um, so yeah, that's definitely what I use. I also have like all my lectures and scheduled things on Google Calendar so that I can know what's coming up. Those kind of things I don't write as a to-do because otherwise it gets too cluttered but say like I have a workshop and a lecture or like a French lesson etc those all go on my Google calendar so that I can see them and so that I don't forget anything that's what I use for like uni and stuff like that potentially that could work for you too but like I said at the start it's worth just trying out different things I think another thing you can do maybe is if you are a journaler Make a list of your priorities so that when you get stressed, you can just go to your list and see what is actually most important to you. Because often those things get lost when we're surrounded by deadlines and we're stressed about getting everything done. Maintaining like sanity and maintaining your mental health and not getting burnt out is so so important. Make sure you're prioritizing the things that are genuinely important to you and not just doing what you feel like you should be doing or working like incessantly cut yourself some slack and just take a breather if things are getting too much i hope this came across in the right way i was kind of skeptical of doing an episode on productivity during a lockdown but it really helps me to like be less stressed and to be more mindful and to know what my priorities are to manage my time and i hope that if you're like feeling stressed or anything and you're feeling a bit overwhelmed by everything then maybe trying out some of these ideas could could benefit you um if you did enjoy it then share it with your friends and maybe they might benefit from some of these tips as well that would be amazing and thank you for all the lovely reviews that i've had recently on apple podcasts it's a great way to get it out to more people and just hearing people's feedback is so so lovely and it's really nice, actually, to see who's who's listening and to get some real feedback. Um, so that's been cool. And also grateful for people on Instagram who have sent lovely messages. Like, I've been using the questions features a bit more on there. So thank you for all your feedback on there. It's, it's really lovely to see. And makes this feel a bit more like a community rather than just me talking in my bedroom, which is good. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I'll be back again next Wednesday. I release episodes every Wednesday morning at 9am, if you didn't know. And yeah, I hope you're having a lovely week so far. If you are feeling stressed at all, then sending lots and lots of love. But I hope you're all good. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Space to Learn with me, Lucy Woodward, and I will see you again next week. Bye.